Hey, welcome back, everybody. As Steve mentioned, lots of sunshine out there this morning, but it will be cold this weekend. It should be warming up by the middle of next week. Yeah, but, it would rain hey, every day. <laughs> have you uh, any golf plans? Uh, well, the season officially uh, gets underway. I've had a standing Friday morning tea time with uh, three dudes I went to high school with, and we've been uh, playing golf together for a number of years, and it's always uh, there's this club that uh, celebrates uh, tax day, April 15th. Okay. And we go out and play. That's always the start of the year. So. Well, we have a hookup for you because now she is leaving the automotive world. I know. And she has her own golf course, buddy. Oh, yeah. And it's a beauty. We, Lynn and I have been out there. It's beautiful. Susan Iani joins us formerly, I bet you thought you'd never hear that, formerly of Gordon Chevrolet. She retired on Friday, and we're here to wish her well and find out uh, what her plans are for the future and and just, you know, give her a good God blessing. Susan, how are you? Jim, I'm wonderful, <laughs> and I love talking to you guys. Oh, well, we love having you on. I mean, we've done so many things together, and, and your story is such a great story, um, you know, especially for, for young women to realize mm-hmm. how you've been there at the forefront of changes in the business world regarding women back in 85 when you were one of probably two or three women actually selling cars. People, there, there's kids walking around or young people right. today don't realize, hey, you know, it used to be the man's world and you couldn't even find a woman who was selling cars. You went from being a salesperson to sales manager and then general manager, uh, that's got to be a, an incredible story for you to look back on. Yes, I'll tell you what, it was, a, it was quite a journey. So back in the, in the mid-'80s, no, women weren't in car sales. So, you know, it was a new adventure for me. And I'm going to tell you, it was super tough. I, um, I can't say I liked it. It was, it was a tough business. It was inconsistent. You know, people were coming to buy a car. I don't know if you remember back then, but even the trucks didn't have stickers on them. So when you come in and look at a truck, you had no idea how much it cost. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember and that. <laughs> someone would, they would come in and say, how much was the truck? And so I'd run to my sales manager because we had no power as salespeople to set prices. We had one dictator that would tell us how much we could sell things for. So we never even knew where we stood. We were always, you know, in these uncomfortable negotiating situations you know they'd ask how much something was and you'd have to go back and say well how much are you willing to pay and that would start the whole lengthy uncomfortable process so the real story is i started selling cars in 1984 in 1985 after a year i went to my dealer you know gordon stewart and um i i just couldn't do it anymore i said i I quit i'm done this wow. is the dumbest business I've ever been in. <laughs> and seriously. And honestly, um, him and he had a partner at the time, you know, talked me into not leaving and made me the sales manager. They said, we're going to take a chance. We like your thoughts. We like your ideas. We like your style. We're going to put you at the helm. Now I'm in my 20s, mind you, and female in the car business. And they put me in charge of a team of people, so I changed everything. I'm sure the guys loved that, by I the way. Could. I'm sure the guys well, loved. Well, you know, no one, no one knew if they'd stay or if they'd leave. Right, right. They stayed, and you know, we we changed the style, so all the salespeople knew. You know, this is the invoice. 
this is how much profit we need in the cars. Go sell cars. They didn't have to run to me and ask. They knew how to do it. Everybody got the same fair price. And it took many years to evolve. And we changed the business. You know, it's, it was it was more consistent. Everybody paid the same price. The process was a speedy process. It wasn't a long, drawn-out, uncomfortable negotiation process. You knew where you stood. I treated all the salespeople the same. I didn't have favorites. I didn't, you know, it was it was fair, consistent style. But, of course, I'm a mom. Where did I learn this, right? Right. <laughs> From raising kids. Sure. You know, I mean... This the 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 style I had was the style I learned from being a, a young woman, but I also was a mom of three, and you know, here I am, thirty eight years later, uh, so, since nineteen ninety one, and I loved it. After we changed it, I loved it. I loved my customers, I loved my employees that I work with. I loved working with you guys, Jim. The charity work we did. Oh. Those memories, I mean, toys, toys for tots at the mall. How many of those did we do? Oh, we did it every year for like 30 oh. years. We collected yeah. you know, well over 2 million toys. It was great. Yeah. You know, you the, know can- the great thing about Gordon, uh, Susan, over the years, I, I think the expectations that the customers had of the dealership experience changed a little bit. They wanted bells and whistles. They wanted this, that, and the other thing. And the great thing about Gordon is you were able to evolve and provide Mm -hmm. them on top of all the charity work because you've always been plugged into the community there. Yes, yes. Well, it's it's that's what it is. You know, running a dealership, running any business, you need to be part of the community. I don't care what business it is. You know, you're talking about David Hall before, you know, you talked to me. I love David Hall, by the way. He gets it. Uh, yeah, he's you know, a dude. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, those well, are the kind of people you want to support. Sure. You know, the people that understand how to take care of people. They treat people the way they want to be treated. They're part of the community. They give back. You know, they, those are the ones that that it deserve and enjoy the success in business because they know how to take care of people. Well, you and they're know, genuine. Uh, the thing I admired most about you is uh, you were so persistent about no matter what was going on, you always wanted to make sure that you sold cars and that you treated people mm-hmm. fairly and that people came back. But every, almost every month you would say, okay, what are we going to do for charity this month? Yeah. And I would say, Susan, yeah. we, we just got through with Toys for Tots. You would say, I know, but the, you know, the firefighters, mm-hmm. uh, they want to yeah. do a thing where they tell uh, people how to get their car seats in their cars mm-hmm. properly, and then the next month, oh, they, yeah. and then the next month, you'd say, "Okay, we want to teach people CPR." And then, uh, yep. and then I remember some of the offbeat things we did. Like um, uh, one of them was we decided we wanted to do something for working moms, especially single moms, and their sons, because mm-hmm. that's a weird thing when you have a teenage son and you're a single mom. It's a real tough position oh, yeah. to be in sure it's is. really hard and, and you know the kids kind of pushing back a little bit so one year we took uh moms and their sons to a tigers game and the following year mm-hmm. this this was so great we found this little uh trout farm way out west like by Ann, past ann arbor and we rented it for a day and it was single moms and their sons and mm-hmm. all you had to do was put your line in this pond, and it'd be yeah. like piranhas. <laughs> yeah, they were, 
they, they were very hungry fish. Everybody's happy. <laughs> the trouts would just jump on yeah. this line, and then a kid would pull it in, you know, onto the bank. And then uh, yeah. a guy would come by with a club and beat it, <laughs> and then, yeah. then they'd uh, yeah. fillet it for you, and, and then that's what we had for lunch. And those moms were so grateful. And those yeah. were things that were kind of weird and a little offbeat, but you always were out there thinking, okay, what can we do for moms? Mm-hmm. What, what can we do for kids? I remember mm-hmm. one one year we talked about, hey, uh, you know, one of the biggest fears people have is getting stalled out on the freeway, you know, oh, yeah. spe- oh, especially especially women. And you said, well, I got an idea. Why don't we, I'll hire a kid to drive around in a Gordon Chevrolet truck. We'll call him the road angel and Uh he'll just drive around. And if he sees somebody with a flat or stalled out, he'll pull over and help them. And if he can't fix Uh the problem, he'll at least drive them or help them call for help and stay with them until help arrives. Very innovative. That was so cool. And you did that forever. That story. So so that was a young gentleman I hired. His name Terry Gilbert. Yes. He's 18 years old. He was my road angel. You remember. He was a porter. He washed cars. He yeah. became the road angel. Terry the road angel. So fast forward, years later, Terry is such a successful businessman. He owns his own company. He, um, he, he sells, you know, sports uh, paraphernalia, uh, you know, signed autographs huge company he does all the gm he has a store in the rensen oh, he does great. all the gm wow. stuff we, we do lunch a couple times a month awesome guy but his start was at gordon chevrolet the road angel and working <laughs> with you that was and so much fun. he he just took that experience of helping people on the road you know taking care of customers people it doesn't we're not customers just people broke down changing their tires filling up gas and but, what a person that made him become great guy so many people you've touched jim over the years what happened to the guy that hammered the trout (laughs) (laughs) now susan here we are here we are the day after your retirement and again congratulations on that well deserved thank you what is it you're going to miss most as we're having this conversation Uh, you know my customers you know the people i work with um, because I'm not, so I didn't really retire. Like I'm not sitting home doing, you know, crossword puzzles and stuff like that. I just, you know, that sounds wonderful, but it's just not, That's not me. You. So I have, so I have another venture that I'm going into, um, which we've talked about, Jim, you know, you and Lynn came out. Oh, the, Tony and I bought a golf course. Yeah, and you got to tell Steve in, about this course and everybody listening. Oh, I know. That, that's how we'll hook up with you going forward. Yeah, so so we bought a golf course in 2015. It was like that movie, you know, I bought a zoo. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, our son, our son was going to U of M, and he comes home one day because he used to work at this golf course, and he had this entrepreneur class. He says, Mom, Dad, you got to buy this golf course. It's everything they say you should buy in an entrepreneur class. It's underperforming. It needs help, blah, 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 blah. He talked us into it. We bought it because I thought, great. Something fun to do when I retire. Had no idea how much work it was going to be. Oh, Had no man. idea how much work it needed. But bought it in 2015. You know, our son runs it because it was his idea. So we said, hey, you need to help here. So when he graduated, he, he took it over. So he runs the golf course. He, you know, works with his team of employees over there, superintendent. Did a lot of work to the golf course. Rolling Meadows Golf Course in Whitmore Lake, by the way. And uh, so he did the golf. But 
you and Lynn had come out there a couple times, Jim, and I had this barn, this old barn. Yeah. And I said, I want to do weddings. And your wife is fabulous for weddings. Oh, she's just uh, she's just helped somebody, uh, somebody you yeah. know. I can't tell you who because they, they haven't given me. Okay. But it's somebody you know and well, worked with from our show who's getting married again. Oh, and so, is, so and, I, I love Lynn and her creativity. So, so I kept looking at this barn thinking, I can do something. So I spent three years restoring the barn, you know, poured a patio. We put up a little, not a little, it's a huge white wedding tent. You know, we made just, we turned it into a beautiful wedding venue. And I don't golf. So the family takes care of the golf course. I don't have anything to do with it. But I do weddings. You know, it's my little Sutton barn. That's great. I do great weddings. And I'll tell you, the the things I'm going to miss from the dealership, the people, the customers, I'm gaining working with these brides and their families and their guests. It's a blast. Sure. I love it. Uh, well, we look forward to that. Rolling Meadows uh, is the golf course. We're going to probably put together an event, and maybe we, yeah. we, we'll we do something here with the Great Michigan Weekend, and Steve and I will come out. Yeah, I can't help but notice who's in uh, Rolling Meadows opening for the season uh, this Thursday, April 7th. I'll be there. I'll bring my cot. <laughs> and uh, I'm staying a little bit. You know, it's great. I got. Yeah, I, think, I, I think we're opening for for one league that is going to come in because the weather's horrible. But we have teachers from, because I can say this, from Catholic Central that do a league there. Yeah. So yeah. I think my son's opening it for these teachers. So golfers, you guys are crazy. I remember you golf when, when, in any weather. When we went out there and uh, saw the golf course, Susan said, "I, you know, I'm learning every day new things." said, you know, some of these old duffers who've been coming out here forever, if I raise the price a nickel, they will go insane. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you have, they had the guys that were golfing on a budget, and they were all retired. Yeah. It was good stuff. But well, what do you mean 350 for a beer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those guys are drinking. Still, and for... we're still not 350 for a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's We are not. It's we a, have the lowest prices around. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's, it's a blast. It's a great Golfers value. are fun. Love right. it. Golfers are fun, but I'll tell you, it, it doesn't matter what the weather is. There, they golf. It well, doesn't matter. So, we gotta, yeah. We got to wrap it up, but we wanted to wish you all the best and say it has it has been a pleasure. You are just the sweetest, and I've learned so much from you about giving back to the community uh, and how important that is. And as a wise man, Mr. Edmund Ahe once said, and I know you're a fan of the Ahe's, yeah. You take care of the community and you'll never have to worry about business a day in your yeah. life. And I know yeah. that's been your there philosophy you too. So Susan well, Iani got I learned I learned it from you. <laughs> well it just gets passed around, I guess. That's right. All the best to you. We know you're gonna have a wonderful life and we'll we'll put together something out at Rolling Meadows. We'll come out there and have a blast. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. Steve, we'll see you Thursday. <laughs> yeah, with the cut. Con- uh, congratulations, Susan. Thank you Thank for everything. You. That's the place where you Thanks. can actually be Carl Spangler, you know. And uh, I'm just the assistant right now, but you can be the head keeper. That's my goal. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're running way late. Uh, we'll come right back uh, and, and talk to you before we take the 9 o'clock break right here on the Great Michigan Weekend on News Talk 760 WJR.